and welcome back to another edition of Midweek Menches. I am your host, Christy, a.k.a. Crisp, a.k.a. Waffle House on Twitter. And we've got a skeleton crew running tonight. we got Mayor Matt Santini. Hello, Mayor. How are you doing? Excellently, excellently. And uh, we got Schweitz up in Canada. How you doing, man? Howdy. All right, so we've got uh, a handful of topics right now. Ant in Brooklyn might join us in just a little bit. Hopefully he can. He's, uh, I think he's running a projector for what looks like a kid's movie or something uh, somewhere in Amish country in Ohio. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing, uh, but uh, we wish him well, and we hope he gets to join us soon. Uh, so my topic right off the top is they discussed on the show this week the, what was it, the biathlon? Is that what it was called? Where you you combine skiing and shooting, right? So my question is, what two sports would you combine from the Olympics to get an even cooler sport? And the one that I was thinking was combining the javelin throw with the high jump. You have to throw your high jump pole. And then wherever it lands, you have to use it to then high jump over whatever obstacle is closest. So you kind of have like a series of different uh, uh, heights. So like the farther you throw it, the lower the bar is. You see what I'm saying? So like you have them in a row. And that was my idea for a new sport. And I have no idea if that makes any sense at all. But that was my idea. I like it. Mary, you want to? You want to take this one? I've got. A, I've actually got a couple, I, and I absolutely love this question. Excellent, it up, excellent. It opens up a world of possibilities. Before I give you mine, did you? I was looking at a list of summer Olympic events. Did you know that tug of war is an Olympic event? Oh, I've heard that. Is that an official I, sport, or it, is that it, like it is. one of those exhibition ones? I, I don't know, but I'm telling you, I'm going down the list of summer Olympic sports, and tug of war is one of them. And I'm like, I'll, I could be watching some tug of war. That would be. Absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't think of anything to pair yeah. it with, um, other Fencing. than maybe, maybe then golf. Um, <laughs> just you know, you got guys hitting golf balls at the guys where they're doing the tug of war. Uh, but no, I do have fencing involved with one of mine. But I want to mix fencing with equestrian. Ooh, so you're okay. Through, All right. so you, got, you got two people going through the equestrian course at the same time. They are fighting with swords on horseback. That just seems it's, like a. It's been done in history before. It an Errol be Flynn movie from yeah. the fifties or something. Yeah. Now the other one that I got, which I thought would be very interesting, would be taking table tennis and putting an element of taekwondo into it. <laughs> because you know they 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 smack that ball at each other so hard, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. And so like you might just hit a really good shot, or you might have a really good shot put against you, and get angry about it. And you just go over there and put somebody foot to the side of somebody's face. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> those are, those are, I was kind of going with like sports that have like at least like some common denominator, but Taekwondo and table tennis is probably the two most random sports that I could, I could think of. Uh, excellent. I love that. I love that. Schweitz, what two sports would you combine? So uh, when you asked this, the first thing that came to my mind was speed walking. And what can you pair speed walking with? Whoa, 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 whoa. Speedwalking is an Olympic sport. Speedwalking is an Olympic sport. Okay. People get obs- Why? People get obsessed with Absolutely. this every year because it is an Olympic sport. Um, it looks really funny when people, uh, you know, when people do it. There, there's rules. You can't have both of your feet 
off the ground at the same time. Like it, it it's hilarious. You should look there it up are if you there have. are judges, and you have got to you. You cannot have this foot cross if there's an angle that your knee can't bend until this. But yeah, you the big thing is you cannot have both feet off the ground at the same time. Wow. So so the the old men and women at the mall walking yes. around in the morning, they're actually training for an Olympic sport. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cool. I yes. did. I had no idea. So anyway, the, that's what came to mind first, and then it's okay. What did you pair with that? And then I realized hilarity would ensue with almost anything so think speed walking and hurdles speed walking and what think hurdles <laughs> <laughs> like just i love it okay just, all right speed yes yeah. so so how would you, you but you couldn't get enough momentum to clear a hurdle so would you just have to like walk up to it really fast and then just throw your body like head first oh, over yeah. the just, hurdle just just do a vertical however you can do it or just crash through. <laughs> no, you, you don't, you, I don't think you lose. You can't ball. have both feet off the crack. ground at the same time, so you would have to oh, like, that's true. rattle it. And it'd be really <laughs> tough for the male competitors if that hurdle was really high. Oh, that's but, true. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Speed walking your hurdles. I like that. I mean, but even like even like speed walking in basketball, speed walking in, you know, any of the combat sports. Like there's just <laughs> there's just combinations that just make it really entertaining and really slow it down. Speed you walking in basketball, not being able to have both feet off of the ground at the same time is uh pretty much like removes seventy percent of the cool shit that happens in basketball, I feel like. I will check up being awesome at it. Hey, what's up, Ant? Him and him and his set shot will be perfect for that's for true. Speed walking basketball. So, Ant, uh, I know you just joined us, but I, if you can... Uh, I got one. You, you got one? All right, let's hear it. So, I want to combine swimming and water polo. So, I want the swimmers to have to carry a water polo ball with them while they <laughs> swim the 100 meters. Just the entire time? Okay, would you be allowed to shove the water polo ball down your swim shorts or your trunks or your little Speedo? I was thinking they have to hold it in the hand. Okay, Just right. for the sake of only being able to swim with one With one with arm? One arm. And it would hurt their it would make them much more buoyant, so they would be much slower naturally. So it would just be like So what what would the strategy be there? Because if you swim with one arm, you swim in a circle, right? Right. So so you so would you have, have to, to would like, you have to switch back? Would you have to alternate? Like would people would people have like formed a technique where you like tuck the ball under the chin? Like oh man, I like there's the way you think, well. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many avenues to go down with that. I love that. Good good or combinations. Maybe, or maybe could you hold it between like your thighs and still kick from your knee down? <laughs> right, so you right, right. Some momentum, but yeah, that's a good one. That's an excellent one too. Schweitz. Yeah, another uh, good one that would pair with a lot of things is archery. You know, so you do archery and luge. So you're combining winter and summer oh, there. shit, okay. You get uh, archer, archery and equestrian. Yeah. So you get the horse. Well, I feel like the Mongolians would crush that. Uh, uh, archers it, it archers on the would. back of horses. Yeah, they would dominate the hell out of that sport. All right. Great answers, you guys. Great answers. All right. Mayor Matt, what do you got for topics this week, my man? Well, mine's a little bit different. You know, I usually come with show-related stuff. I had an experience today. I don't want to get too much into it. But, uh, you know, first world problems, things happen from time to time. So I have fired off something. I, I had to write a complaint letter to a company. Oh, no. When's the, la when's the last time you've done that? <laughs> and, and I got the feeling about Stu got it, it is It is so invigorating to write a complaint letter to kind of put all your thoughts and your anger into 
on paper and to, I mean, I can't wait to, ha- I'm going to this place of business tomorrow to, oh, ex- gosh. To ex- well, I, and again, I'm not going to show up and start again. I'm the one that never gets unhinged. I came very close to being unhinged today. <laughs> I'm simply going to show up and lay out my case of what my experience has been as a customer right? and ask for some corrective action to be taken. And uh, hopefully I'll get my way. But the, the feel, when's the last <laughs> time you wrote a, it's, it was so, I mean, I'm, I'm like in a great mood now that I got to put all my negative thoughts on paper and, and lay out this case for what, how they've done me wrong. I don't know that I've ever actually written out a letter before. I feel like it's always, and you end up just like speaking to a manager or, you know, basically addressing someone over the phone. You know what I mean? Like writing it all out on a, on, on like a piece of paper and in an email. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've done that. Have a aunt, have you done that before? Certainly recently with an email, we bought a little mini shed, like a Suncrest, like a three by five shed to do some storage at my wife's school. And it didn't come with the brackets that hold the roof up. And that's pretty crucial. How, to get it to work otherwise without having these brackets. So we actually had to write an email to try to get them to say, like, can you resolve this? And the first company was like, well, that's not actually ours. It's actually made by this other company. We're just the name on it. So you got to contact them. And I wrote them an email and we get these email back to saying, this is not, basically, this is not our problem. And it's like, what do you mean it's not your problem? And worse still is I bought one. It didn't have the bracket. I returned it. I got a second one and they didn't have the brackets either. And I'm thinking, okay, are these parts not supposed to come? I'm supposed to weld them out of, uh, you know, am I supposed to forge them in fire myself? They're like, no, they should be in there. I'm like, well, I bought two from Lowe's. Shout out to their shitty customer service and no brackets involved. And no one at the company seems to give a crap. That's such a horseshit response from them. It's just our name on it so it's just our reputation but you need to contact the people that actually made this like yeah i was just like what no you your name is on it you need to contact that company and get me my damn brackets like you can't uh, I, uh, god that just that pisses me off like i want now i want to write a letter on your behalf I, I may i suggest doing that you'll feel so much better after god that. So I used to work in a returns department and I understand that there is a lot of bureaucracy that comes in with, I didn't work at a, at a big box store. I'm sorry, you said recurrence department? Returns. Returns. Okay, returns. Returns department. So yes, I used to work in a returns department and the bureaucracy that comes with taking back returns and different companies' policies on what you're allowed to do and what you're allowed to do at the store is, it gets a bit crazy. Um, it wasn't a big box store, low, you know, a place like Best Buy, Lowe's, Home Depot, they, they obviously buy so much bulk that a lot of times they just don't care because they'll just take it and replace it and they don't ask any questions. But the workers generally don't know anything about it, especially if it's just a little part of a non-con right. item. So not defending it, but a lot of times if you're just really nice to the returns people, they will just just cut open another box and hand it to you because they don't really want to deal with it. Oh, the return lady took it back. So I was happy about that. But it was just like, this is the second one I bought and they didn't have the part. She was like, "What?" the Lowe's lady was like, I'm sorry, what can I do? I'm like, well, you have no more in the back, so I can't buy a third one and try it. But just like... That's frustrating as hell. All right, Mayor, uh, good luck with your visit to whatever business this is that we shall refrain from naming. Thank you. Hopefully it'll have a a, a good ending to that. I will tell you the last one that I sent prior to this was 
uh, at the theater that I manage, where the uh, company would the company we were trying to get rights to a play. You know, you have to sign. You know, you send off to get the rights. They simply would not reply to our program director. Constantly, constantly, constantly would just not follow up with them. And so I wrote a letter, and the first word of it was congratulations. It was it was congratulations. <laughs> you have such a smart move. You have done such a poor job in handling our business that you won't have to worry about us ordering from you ever again. Wow. But I do agree with the sentiment that that Schweitz said. I always start out with if I've got a problem, I'll say, you know, when they answer the phone, the customer service, but you, it's this is very empowering. You say, I have a problem. I'm very angry about it, but I want. You know, I'm, I'm coming to you for help. I'm, I'm not going to scream and yell at you because it's not your fault. I just need someone who can help me. Can you help me? Right. And actually, I had one guy go, well, I'm very good at my job, so I'm pretty comfortable that I'll be able to take care of this. And I was like, <laughs> that's my guy. That's, yeah, that's, oh, man, there's nothing better to hear on the other end of that phone call. I was going to ask, are you dropping off the letter and verbally going to make a complaint? Or are you just going to say, here's my letter, get back to I am walking into that store tomorrow morning at eight o'clock in the morning when they open, and I'm going to speak to the person that I've been dealing with who's treated me kindly and professionally, and I even say so in the letter, but I want to know who the decision maker is that made this decision, and I want to hand this to them. I want somebody to know what my experience as a customer has been, and hopefully they'll reconsider what they've what they've chosen to do. I always uh, use the, the, the method. The first thing I say is, hey, I know you didn't cause this problem. Like I, I am not fussing at you when I, when I, you know, with whatever my problem is, I'm, I'm mad at the company, but not at you whatsoever. And it is always, you know, at, it's a trope for a reason, you know, you attract more flies with sugar than you do or honey than you do vinegar or whatever it is. I don't remember. I'm mixing my med- I sound like Stugatz right now. Um, anyway, Schweitz, what were you going to say real quick? I'm just going to say, especially if you have, a, if you're talking to somebody who's in a role that doesn't get thanked, who generally gets yelled at all day, just like small acts of kindness, they will do whatever they can to help you. If yeah, you, if you If you catch them, right? So if, you know, if you're at the end of the day and they've dealt with it all day, who knows? But if they can do little things or, or tweak the system a little bit in your favor, they will do it as long as you are polite to them because you're not yelling at them. 100%, 100%. Mayor, you got any more topics this week? I think I'm good. I'm chomping at the bit to get to the, to Schweitz's topic. Yeah. Schweitz, what do you got this week for us? So with Space Jam 2 coming out, I wanted to ask everyone, what is their favorite acting role by a professional athlete? So uh, looking for things like, so some, some of the more famous ones would be uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane is one that comes to mind or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Game of Death with Bruce Lee another classic um but I'm not looking for ones where somebody's essentially just playing themselves so I know I think Lawrence Taylor was in any given Sunday like I don't I don't want the roles where they're just you know the football players playing a football player I want I want one of those roles that, that okay, okay actually has to use their acting chops huh so I was going to say my, I think my favorite, the one that like I think of immediately just because I grew up with the movie, but this doesn't count based on your parameters is, uh, Emmett Smith in, uh, little giants and, uh, John Madden, obviously. And who were the other guys that were in there? Bruce Smith, Bruce Smith. That's right. And I forget the other guys. Oh man, I can't remember yeah. now. But anyway, that was one of my favorite scenes, honestly. And this is uh this might be controversial. OJ Simpson 
in the Naked Gun movies is like one of the best, if not the best athlete performance in a movie that I can think of, particularly comedy, which is very hard to pull off. Like comedic performances are, I believe, like even harder to do than than serious dramatic performances. I'm going to disagree with you there from uh, only from the standpoint of to say it comedy is the most difficult. If you're doing a movie, first of all, you get multiple takes. But the other thing is, it's all on the writing. If the writing is good, it can make you look good. If it's a dramatic role, you either got the chops for that or you don't. But it's not nearly as easy as it looks. I think, I don't know, I think comedic timing is so, like, that. it's like either a, a God-given gift. Like, I feel like with dramatic acting, you can hone your craft. And I know you can work on it in in comedy as well. But I feel like... I feel like there is a just kind of a natural delivery and timing that people are born with that are like the the funniest human beings that I've ever seen. I could be completely wrong and you guys could completely convince me that I'm uh, an idiot for thinking that um, I don't stand firm in that position. But uh, that's just what I think of off the top. Anyway, uh, I, I think you're an idiot, but it's not for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mary. All right. See, you've got natural comedic timing right there. See, that's what I'm talking about. You, you can't teach that. You can't teach that in a class. And what, what, what's your uh, uh, favorite or what do you think the best performance by an athlete in a movie is? Yeah, so I really liked Kareem. I thought Kareem was just so excellent, especially when he's like going at the kid and the kid's like, you try running down the court. 40 minutes a night with, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and Wes Unsell hitting you back and forth and back. I just thought he was so good in that role. I mean, it was, it was obviously a little bit of a niche role because it wasn't like he was the main character, but I just thought he was so excellent in that. Um, that was so, so for me, I'm kind of sad that Schweitz mentioned it, but that's sort of my favorite that I think of when I think of. It's kind of know, a classic. It yeah. was tell your old, tell your old man to drag Lambeer up and down the court for Thank 40 you, Lambeer. I couldn't remember who it was, but I knew, I knew, I knew the, the gist of the quote. Thanks, Mayor. All right, Schweitz. What about I, yours? So, so no, Schweitz, go ahead. I'll go last because right. I cheated. Okay. Well, I, I can name a few here and I'll give you a list. I think when we're done talking, just so some other ones, obviously there's a whole bunch of, you know, wrestlers that have turned actor. So The Rock is obviously one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. Yet, uh, one of my favorites, though, is Alex Karras, who is Mongo in Blazing Saddles. That was my grandfather's favorite movie. That's a great one. Um, it's just such a good character. You know, that movie's a bit problematic these days, but... Uh, no, it's not. No, it is absolutely not. No, it isn't. <laughs> but uh, really enjoyable. Also, uh, Jim Brown and the Dirty Dozen was another one of my favorites growing up. Another movie that my grandfather loved. And um, oh, I just thought, Mayor, why don't you go? And I'll, I'll name some other ones. There was a whole list I had that... Now, the, the first three that I came up with were the ones that everybody already mentioned. Alex Karras um, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and O.J. Simpson three that i had but i did i did kind of cheat and look at a list and it got me uh, i'm glad that i did dan marino and ace ventura pet detective oh yeah small yeah. part but a good one um the one that is ray allen and he got game was actually not a comedic role a dramatic one and That's did an true. excellent job that really for i think pound for pound may be the best 
acting job by by an athlete. Um, the the appearance of Brett Favre or Brett Favre in there something about Mary. Uh, it was I've never well. seen that movie actually. Okay, well you're you're missing out on that. Wow. The the other one that I'll mention is people forget Al, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know everybody remembers The Rock, but Schwarzenegger was a I mean, he was so dominant at bodybuilding that he retired so that other people would have an opportunity to win. And That's not a sport. Powerlifting is, though, and he was a powerlifter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A, a few other ones. You have Wilt Chamberlain and Conan, the Barbarian. That's yep. a good one. Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yep. v- Vinnie Jones was a professional soccer player, so he's in a lot of the Guy Ritchie stuff. Um, Jason Statham was a, uh, he was on the national diving team for a diver. Yep. Yep. And yeah, there's, you know, uh, well, and, and let me Hulk, th- Hulk Hogan is Thunderlips. Uh, Andre, the giant, the princess bride. Yes. See, that was, that okay. Was a, that was a large one. <laughs> wrestling, professional wrestling is not a sport. It's entertainment. It is not a sport. And also, it's almost cheating already. 90% of being a wrestler is acting already. Like, ten, you, you spend 10% of your time doing the moves. The other 90% cutting promos and, like, you know, uh, holding a microphone in the middle of the ring, calling out your opponent for three weeks straight. So, How about Bob Euchre in Major League? I don't know who Bob Euchre is or, like, 90% of the people being named on these lists that you guys are Googling. <laughs> We're all... Bob- you don't know who Hall of Fame player and broadcaster, well, Hall of Fame broadcaster Bob Euchre is? No clue. Never heard his name before. Oh, <laughs> never seen shame. the movie Major you League. Watch that movie. Major, yeah, I've seen Major League the before. Just a bit outside. <laughs> I mean, probably so, but I think I've seen Major League like on Comedy Central in twenty-minute sections at two o'clock in the morning. You know, like I've never sat down and watched Major League all the way through. So I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I'm going to say Burt Reynolds because he was an All-American football player in college. Never, never did much beyond that. But that doesn't count. Why you not? can't know. It's the same thing with Jason Statham. Like these aren't like full fledged athletes. These are like people that like did it as like amateurs or like did it as a hobby and then got into their main career. I okay, well. respectfully disagree. I will also, <laughs> while I'm at it, I'll also throw in Roger Clemens in Kingpin, and Bubba and Bubba Carl. Smith in Police Academy. Oh yeah, and Carl Weathers in everything. Carl Weathers yeah. is in what? Or what sport was Carl Weathers in? He was he was a Oakland Raider for how long? He played. He had a sh- few years, but he, he is not a professional athlete. In in Will's do it in the playoffs. Do it in the playoffs. All right. <laughs> I'm still sticking with O.J. Simpson and the Naked Gun, uh, even though he is a horrifying and awful human being. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to apologize. John Matusak and Goonies. Who the hell is John Matusak? Hey, you guys. That's – wait. I, I mean, you, you the, the topic was professional athletes who were involved in acting. The fact that you don't know who professional athletes are, I can't help you with that. I can say it to you. I can't can't understand it for you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not. No, no. I just never heard the name John Matusak. I swear to God, you just made that up. Defensive lineman for the Oakland Raiders. Okay, so he was, uh, what's his name? uh, What was the big dude's name? Sloth. Sloth, okay. I've only seen uh, Goonies for the first time uh, in the past 10 years, and I've only seen it once. 
Okay, I have no idea who the hell John Matusak is, and I'm still pretty certain that Mayor Matt just made that name up. But I'm going to let it slide. That was a great topic. Uh, Ant, what do you got for topics this week? So I want to hit at least Mike Ryan a little bit. This goes back to Monday, but when they had the Royce sound playing of him and they directly said, it sounds like someone's pushing you in a pool. (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't and they didn't play splash every single time oh, they played that damn sound. I'm sitting yelling into my phone, splash, splash. It was like perfect. And they didn't do it. I was so disappointed. So criticism from Mike Ryan or Witty or anyone else, not sort of thinking, you literally just said you push him in a pool. You have your most one of your most favorite show songs is is splash, and they didn't play it. So that's just a little criticism. I don't know. That's a non sequitur, but that's just something I wanted to get up. No, on no, no, no. I, I was. <laughs> I love, I love those moments where like you, you've been, you're so in tune with the show and the sensibilities and all the sound library is in, in your head. And you know that like, like if you had gotten to be behind the board, you would have gotten to do a little producing just then, you know what I mean? Like those, those producer moments that I'm sure every fan has every once in a while. Mayor, I'm sure you can uh, uh, attest to that. Like, you know, Absolutely. (laughs) I didn't know you were done yet. (laughs) That was a little uncomfortable silence there. No problem there. But you know, Schweiss just popped something else in the chat that I think is really worth talking about. Oh, the rejoins. They are back. Yes, they are. Schweitz. I, I, it, it felt like, Oh, this week of shows with the music, not just the rejoins, but also having a little bumper music to bring in to introduce each segment. I know these guys aren't doing a radio show, but it's tricking my brain into thinking that they're back on live air every time. And it's such a welcome feeling. It's so nice. I've, I've loved it. I, I agree. And the other thing that they did, of course, you know, with their, with their recording schedule, as we record this on a Wednesday evening, the one thing that they did was after the finals game, they did a post, they did a post game right after that. They were again, just sat around and did it. And then they did an hour today that wasn't anticipated, or I guess it wasn't expected by many of us, but with Dan and Haverstrow and Stan Van Gundy and Amin to kind of recap everything again, it's what that freedom allows them to do. Uh, just a little bonus content, kind of a little nugget for the, for the folks that follow the show. I loved it. I thought that uh, that postmortem analysis with Stan Van Gundy today was excellent. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. And like you said, it was a welcome surprise. And, and uh, you know, you're not expecting anything on a Wednesday now. So when you get it, even if it is just an hour, it's a nice little addition to have. Um, yeah. So what's everybody's favorite rejoin? Uh, the one that you you look forward to or that gets you every single time. I know this is kind of off the top of your head, so I'll, I'll give you a chance to think about it. Mine is Greg uh, saying that he eats butt all the time. Um, it never fails to to make me laugh. Schweitz, can you think of one? Or maybe you've got one. Yeah, I do. And again, I, I've mentioned this before. It's the Billy when he's talking about Charlie. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, the, Charlie. And the reason for that is, is I was listening to that right after... When he finally got done stuttering and got the engine going, the topic they were talking about 
was the fact that what was Billy going to be doing when he came to Atlanta for the Super Bowl? And so they broke into a conversation about a guy that has a, that manages a radio station that's a mayor that wants to name a day after him. <laughs> that's right. Conver- I mean, I was listening to that. I had no idea it was coming up, and I just my jaw dropped to the floor. It was great. So that's that always makes me smile. And, and what happened, the, the days coming from that, the days that have happened since The classic choice. And what do you got? So for me, it's... It's Dan swallowing Billy on the home run call. <laughs> I mean, phrasing. Billy is just yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit, of, a little bit of that too. Billy is just so in, and Dan just crushes him. And it seems very genuine by Dan how excited he is about the fact this is concludes our Marlins coverage for this for the year. I just it, it makes me cry every single time because it's he so just, good. He just eats him alive. So good. phrasing. The other one that gets me is the Dominique Foxworth one when <laughs> they were e- eating the paper and Dan almost starts throwing up. I use that in the Stugatz uh, sausage fingers ad. Just, I mean, Dan just whoop, whoop. That sound, it's what, what, uh, who, wait, who ate the photo? Stu. Was it, it and was Stu, said, right? Stu ate that. it. Or chewed on it. He didn't yeah. Eat it. And he just. Put it in his mouth. That is so disgusting, but it's Dan. It's the sound of Dan puking that always makes me nauseous. Uh, it's so much worse. So much worse. Schweitz, you got to rejoin. I got a few of them. So my all-time favorite is always Crocodile Tears because That's as soon excellent. as he said Crocodile Tears, it's 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 hearing Mike's reaction to it where it just he hesitates, <laughs> makes that small noise, and then they all like because it's 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 perfect writing like if you wrote that it's perfect writing it's yes. perfect character and then the other and then the other one is uh the betty rubble and it's it's a hundred percent it's it's a hundred percent because roy makes a noise like his throat drops into his stomach and, like he just makes a grunt that is one of my favorite sounds Excellent. Excellent. Those are all great suggestions. And the moment that we get off of here, I'm going to think of like a two dozen more that I, I can't think of right now. I got, hey, one, you got more another one sort of timely from Lake Tahoe. They played it. I feel like they played it today when Greg says like, fuck me or whatever, uh, like really low in the voice. And he's and they're talking about something. And he's just like, fuck me. Like, I don't know. That just, it just makes me laugh and giggle because, you know, it's. Wait, is that is that a rejoin? I thought they played now? it as a rejoin today. Maybe I missed it, but I thought they played it as a rejoin coming back from one coming into one of their segments and played it, but maybe, maybe they just played it directly. I don't know. Anyway, I think, I, th- I think, I think they did add it to the rejoin list yesterday with Greg Cody on the show. They, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've I completely missed that. I know, I know uh, Mike was, Mike had a whole smorgasbord of show sounds for the weekend updates this week. It was all yes. over the place. Um, so I, and I know he, he played the, ah, oh, fuck me, uh, sound, of, uh, for the weekend updates, but that's, I did not realize that they had turned that into a rejoin, which is fantastic. Mayor, you got any other ones? I'm good, man. I, again, I just really enjoying what, uh, they're putting out all the different new voices. And, uh, speaking of other voices, you know, we've got other podcasts that are part of the Lauer after hours group need to check out laughter, the club and post post game. Also, uh, we've got some great, Oh my gosh, we we recorded something today that we cannot wait to push out to you. We've got a lot of great guests that are coming up, and uh, so a lot to do there. And also make sure you check out shop.loweraftherhours.com. Excellent. Thank you, Mayor. And the, uh, the, the aforementioned episode that we can't tell you about yet, that should be out Sunday. So if you're listening to this before Sunday, oh, go and ahead, I Mayor. I do want to say again, uh, Cincinnati Lou or Bruce or whoever the heck he is, uh, at the shop 
uh, we have got more of the ALS hats that we've done for Tom Haberstroh and uh, Kate, excuse me, Kate Fagan. I don't know. The, uh, sorry, Kate. But the to this date, I believe I heard in one of our other podcasts, we have raised over $6,000. People that are in with us and that have, have supported that cause, that the proceeds from those hats that, that Lou and Lauer After Hours are pushing out, we've able to donate more than $6,000 to the ALS uh charity that they've gotten so really proud of that and proud of the folks that are putting the work into it appreciate all the support it's it's uh it's pretty amazing like i uh you know you you have high hopes when you 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 do something like this when you try and raise money but you never know quite how it's going to go and it just uh it went incredibly and um even one of the guys from the uh the podcast crew i think his company matched uh, a, a dollar amount like they donated to the cause as well so it's uh it's going fantastically and we really do appreciate everybody listening and of course for your support in that endeavor um all right let's wrap things up mayor matt where can we find you on twitter you can find me at Santini Matt in the greatest city on earth, Cartersville, Georgia. Excellent. All right. Schweitz, where can we find you? You can find me in Canada. <laughs> Thank you, Schweitz. All right. And Ant, uh, who is from Brooklyn, but not in Brooklyn, where can we find you? At Allie Dawson 14. All right. Thank you, Ant. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. I am at Waffle House on Twitter. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.